Hey, hey, what is up? Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Tour 12 Podcast. Cody and Matt, Honey Bun, Matt Tayo. What's Nugget. There it is. What's up, what's up, what's up? This is like two weeks in a row for you. Yeah. It is. I'm impressed. Y'all let me back on. We, I'm, not always, pu- I'm not pushing any buttons this week. You're always <laughs> messing anything up. Yeah, we, we moved the uh, controller away from Matt. Yeah, we probably should have came back in after that edit and explained that a little better because it was kind of... But it was he shut the whole thing down. Yeah. But it, it worked you out. You said, I we're know, back. I know what button not to push. <laughs> any, any. That's true. Any of them. So anyway, we got a little bit of a unique podcast going on today. We're on a content creation afternoon, and we're out on the farm sitting right next to a beautiful Clearwater Creek mm-hmm. that I'm going to drink from shortly because it's 85 degrees. <laughs> I'm, I'm anxious to see this. Are you gonna try it? I'm. I don't know. You're not, I, with no. the with. You're not? No. Why not? I'm gonna give you a couple days after you try it. Now we're see good. How it works. My boy tried it straight with no filter the other day, and he made it. So <laughs> safe, right? Because a 16 year old did. Yeah. It. <laughs> he Gavin, did it. Anybody. Kevin said it's fine. We're yeah, good. He said it's fine, and he didn't even use a filter. <laughs> So, so I got you, one of them straws. Yeah, tell us about that. I don't know. I've never used it. My so, wife just found it first, like in case Corona ever hits the earth or something. We have a backup plan. <laughs> <laughs> we need water. We'll be able to get to it. So I'm, I'm gonna photograph this. Okay. You're gonna like get down and stick the straw in the creek. I don't know how. It or works. are you gonna put it in the cup and? Well, the first thing I'm gonna do is pull it through this filtering system, however it works. And I'm gonna put it, drain it into my water bottle that's empty. Okay. And look at it. I think it. Would, I think it would be more interesting for you just to put the straw in the creek and just take well, a big old drink. I'll do that if that's what we need for content. <laughs> so anyway, we're uh, we're out on the farm, the new farm, and it's the hottest day we've had this year, I believe, eighty-five ish. It is so hot. I think it was in the forties yesterday. Now, yeah, wolves swarming around us. We're sitting. How are you even powering all this right now? I'm using a Goal Zero. Oh. Sherpa 100. Those things are awesome. It is awesome. They're, I use it all the time. They, they're handy. Um, so anyway, we're out shooting content today, doing some photography with Expedition and Fortified Cotton Seed. And who else are we doing? Uh, do all outdoors. Do all hunter specialty stuff. We got a lot of content. We're, we're like starved of content, I feel like. And we yeah. have thousands and thousands of images. Yeah. But I feel like we've been through them all. Yeah, they've been somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah. Somebody's used them. And so we're just getting out of the office, actually, is what we're doing. Sometimes you need to do something different. But we needed content, too. Yeah. Not like we just needed to get out, but we did. But we needed to do some work, too. So that's what we're doing. And, by the way, we have advanced to round two in the Waypoint. What's it called? The Waypoint TV. The final four. We now, have made where it. We, are. we have made it to the final four. Strutton Bucks has advanced. Thank you if you voted. I was going to tell you this, Cody. I'm thinking if this next round, if we win it, or should we, if we happen to get to the final, I don't know what we do. We beat Midwest Whitetail, which I was a little surprised. They've been around a long time. Bill Winky, they got an awesome show. He's a very intelligent dude. Like, if they would have been voting off um, wisdom, and he would have got it. He would have won like landslide, but they didn't. They voted on the show. We won by the landslide. It was. It really was pretty, pretty big gap. Yeah. So I'm not getting pride before the fall by any means because the next round could we could go down quick. Who are the Who are the people we might be against? I can't remember. Do you know Matt? I haven't seen the bracket. I'd have to look at the bracket. I want to say, um, it's possibly I, it's small town hunting, and I want to say Team 200, which kills some like Marquette giant deer all the time. 
Um, but I haven't really watched their show. Have you ever watched it? I haven't. Small Town Honey, they do good. They, these guys have been around a long time. I think they're actually some old Primos boys. Yeah, they are. They're good guys. Kenneth knows them uh, really well. I've actually done some shoots with some part of those guys before. So it's been pretty entertaining because there's no sports going on right now. And so I thought it was a great idea. Waypoint yeah, put together sure. this bracket. I guess they pulled their, what I think on the hunting side, their top eight shows and put them in a competition. Yeah, and they're so, doing fishing as well. Yeah, they got a whole mm-hmm. fishing. Because fishing, they actually, their platform's a lot bigger on the fishing side. Mm-hmm. And they've been doing it a lot longer. But there's a competition going on. And here's what I'm thinking, Cody. We had so many great people come on and vote for us. What I'm thinking is either this round or if we happen to get through this round, if we get to the finals. Mm. Now, the Heartland Bowhunters on the other side. Yeah. They'll be, I will be shocked if they don't make it to the finals. Yeah. They had a pretty big final. Yeah, for sure. Mike and, and those guys, they do a good job. Um, but what I'm thinking is if we can get to the finals and we somehow pull off, because we will be the underdog. <laughs> I'm guessing, depending on who makes it. But it's kind of like Cinderella. That's what I'm feeling. <laughs> it's March Madness. We're the Cinderella. Strutton Buck is the Cinderella story. But tell me if you think this is realistic. I'm thinking about going on the Tour 12 podcast, social media. Okay. And I'm going to tell people, I'm going to personally name drop every single person that votes for us in the finals. On the podcast? On the podcast. I mean, if you want to do that, I mean, we can do it. We'll just print off a list, and I'll be like, John Thomas, and then you'll go. <laughs> yeah, we'll then, just go down it. Yeah, just thank, back just, and forth. Just back saying forth. thank you. Now, here's yeah. the deal. Do we need to wait to see if we can even make it to the finals? Because next week, we may come back and be like, dude, we got killed. <laughs> <laughs> People might be like, dude, I want my name on the Tour 12 podcast and vote. Yeah. Everybody likes a name drop. Yeah. I mean, I love saying Cody the producer, man. Does it make you feel good? My kids call me that. See? Then yeah. it's, it works. And so you enjoy it. I think people would enjoy a name drop. <laughs> and we had quite a few on this last little voting deal. I know. And that'd be a lot of name dropping. Like, it, somebody might just turn us off for like five minutes. Yeah. Because we're rattling off. <laughs> or they'll be listening to see if I actually get everybody's name in. Yeah. Just, what do you think? We could put a little disclaimer that we'll do our best. <laughs> One name randomly, so they have to listen to the whole thing. No, we have to be excellence of execution. We cannot malfunction this. Well, we could. I'm not committing to it yet. So I'm asking if you think this is a good idea. I think it's fine. I mean, we can do it. <laughs> Whatever. If we can do a podcast right here by, we can do by the creek, and we're in the, and if you'll notice, you will not hear a phone going off like you normally yeah. do because I have zero service. Yeah. So I've gotten two texts. I don't know where I got them, but there's a couple spots here on the farm you can get service. But the only problem is, is Expedition Enterprises could be sending us information that we're not going to know about until later this yeah. evening. Yeah. And then I guess they'll just have to. It'll work out or it won't. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're with the vice president, so. So, anyway, we are. That's hilarious. So, anyway. (laughs) That's hilarious. We're in the middle of competition. We're in the middle of creating content on the farm. Which, by the way, this is your first time on the farm. This is my first time out here. What's your thoughts? I love it. It's cool, isn't it? Yeah, I want to move here. That's what my daughter said. Yeah. It will not be good for being in the media business no out here we'd have to get some kind of tower out here <laughs> you think your uploads took a long time before oh dude anyway. i will tell you it's moving like we moved to a neighborhood i wasn't really excited about that because i like being able to just walk out the back door and shoot my shotgun or whatever right but dude the internet alone was worth was worth the move you're making it sound like you live in arkansas I do. There's a reason people talk funny about us. Yeah. Because we don't even have internet in places. I mean, like four minutes from Walmart. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, did, what did you think about the apple trees? I like it. We got apple trees, we got cherries, we got blackberries, blueberries, and persimmon trees right now. We I'm anxious to see if they I produce this year. I hope they do. So, are you going to put like uh, five gallon buckets with holes in the bottom to water them, or just nope. hope it rains a lot? Glad or? you asked. We just shot a watering uh, segment for Pay Dirt Real Tree yeah. 365 yeah. Pay Dirt. And, uh, so, you're going to do that? I think that's what I'm going to do. Right off the creek here? I think so. Now, I got to check regulations. Yeah. Because it's different in different states. Right. You have to get permits. I don't know that I can actually pull from a creek. I'm going to have to have a pond. So, yeah. I got to check into that. But anyway, I'm glad you asked that because that brings up a, a cool topic. Um, we did just finish shooting um, a segment with the Given Right for yeah. Tree 365 for their pay dirt. And it's all about how Mark and Kenneth have been using uh, basically makeshift watering systems for yeah. their food plots. Yeah, and I think they actually made the pond that they were pulling the water yeah, out of. Yeah, and so, and so it's pretty cool. You, they just get like a trash pump or something like that from a local hardware store, hook up all the fittings, and actually put in a small sprinkler system over their food plot yeah. with PVC pipe. Super simple, yeah. fairly inexpensive. It's it's cheaper than replacing the food plot every year. Yeah. And so you obviously don't have to use it all the time, but if... if Obviously, we hit some some dry times in midsummer, and and we will, and we will, and you <laughs> need water, obviously, and so it can make all the difference in the world, especially on a place like if you've got a farm or like on our farm here, if everything else is burnt off and you got one spot that's green, guess where they're coming? That's the that, that's yeah. the funnel right it's there. It's like a magnet, <laughs> and so it's pretty cool. So I'm actually going to try and implement that out here at some level. It probably won't be at the level Mark Heck would do it. Uh, it's going to be at the level Heath can do it. Yeah, which will be on a, a much smaller budget, but it's pretty cool how all that how all that works. It was a really cool uh, episode. I'm excited to see it on Pay Dirt. Yeah, so you you mastered the audio and stuff, mm-hmm. so you got to see it. So that'll be coming out in a few weeks. Um, we also got Matt still working on behind the season, and I want to say you can you can chime in here if you want. We just finished the Bear film. Bear ideology is the name of it, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of like you were, Matt. Was not expecting that film to turn out so good no not, not at all not that I didn't doubt your skill oh, I know what you mean but I, I didn't <clears throat> go into it thinking it's going to be my favorite and by farce it is definitely yeah. my favorite one dude there's some, you've seen it mm-hmm. you've seen it the footage on some of this is insane it's I'm talking about Clay getting a bear landing on him and him ended up in the hospital. Cleed. 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 What did I say? You Clay. said Clay. Oh, Cl- Cleed. Yeah, Cleed. But Clay's on there, too. Clay right. Newcomb uh-huh. from uh, from uh, Bear Hunting Magazine, a yeah. friend of ours right here from Arkansas. He's on there, and he shared some footage that's a lot of people have already seen. There are wolves. <laughs> I wish y'all could see this. Right? All over my head. <laughs> I've, never, to, I've never seen Heath freak out like this before. I'm don't, not freaking. Don't push him at me. Oh, <laughs> I just want to. Quit filming me. <laughs> I hate loss, man. It's like it's it's competition's the way I look at it. I like competing. If we're going to compete, you, let's you do it. versus the wasps. Well, it's it's like me against the army, though. It is. <laughs> There's a bunch of them, and they're really red. So so Clay gave us some cool footage. He's he really there. did. <laughs> yeah. Sorry yeah. about that little. He had a bear come get basically in the blind with him. That clip circled around. All right, for let's a while. talk about not let's not talk about Clay. Let's talk about you, though. Yeah, there's some yeah. footage of me on there too. Yeah, I there's footage. The camera. I never saw you. No, <laughs> I just you, heard no, your voice. You heard me. But <laughs> we <laughs> know it's you. Yeah. Tell us about that experience. So I was filming up in Saskatchewan last spring with Kenneth Lancaster at the Given Right, and I had a bear get in my tree with me, and it was my first experience around bears before. I've seen one other bear down at the White River National Refuge, um, 
just motoring around looking. And so I'd never been around bears before. I don't know how they act. So I'm already on edge, kind of freaked out a little bit. And then all of a sudden I hear this bear coming up in my tree and I look down and he's right by my foot and Kenneth explains it really really well he's like there are sounds that came out of Matt's mouth that I don't think he can make those sounds again and watching it back I agree I don't he's know how that came he out is. he said he he's thought he's fixing to get eat I didn't do yeah I thought Kenneth was going to fall out of the tree from laughing so hard dude that bear was like 30 pounds yeah it was still a bear <laughs> he had claws claws and teeth oh man it's it's got a lot of serious uh, moments in it yeah some, i thought it was a really good great uh, really good film that kind of just set the stage for even more opportunity to, yeah. to talk about how bear hunting is important yeah how it you know people argue yeah. over the way it gets done I, I think it was a really good precursor to more opportunity for yeah. us to tell that's that kind of what you know the gist of the film starts out we won't give it all away but it it is a, a very controversial subject bear hunting for whatever reason uh, people freak out about bears mm-hmm. and in comparison to um, we relate it to social media because we do so much social media, but posting bears versus posting anything else, any kind of animal, fish, you know, a deer. Some people get bent out of shape, but when you post a bear, for whatever reason, everybody comes out, yeah. all the haters. And so um, it's a it's an interesting film, I think, from the standpoint of there's, it talk, we talk about the, the you know, the, the three, three major ways we hunt black bears today, why it's necessary, why it's important. And um, it's actually, since you've started that film, I was telling you before we started recording, I've actually started researching the history of black bears in Arkansas a lot more just from talking to Clay and hearing Clay's like a historian. I feel like he's, yeah. he's eat up with the history. And, and, but it's, an, it's very interesting information if you hunt black bears just to learn the history of them and how, what it's came from, from even what I've been researching the last, last few weeks um, from 1927 to when they basically shut down bear hunting and it was there it was believed to be like 25 bears left in the state and what, what year was that 1927 okay and so um they shut it down and then between 1958 1968 um they started the whole re- reintroduction of bears to arkansas went to minnesota and to manitoba brought in about 250 bears over the course of eight or ten years from what i've read and to this day, it's been mo- the most successful re- reintroduction of a large game, you know, a mammal species, whatever, mm-hmm. in the history of reintroductions of animals, which is a big deal. So it's believed to be over 5,000 black bears now in Arkansas. Wow. And so it's pretty cool, um, the process, and that's a little bit of what the film is about. It don't go into that much detail, but that's a little bit about what the film is about, is mm-hmm. is the ways we hunt where the bear and why we hunt bear are necessary um, to even the overall success of bears. Yeah. And that's a hard concept. I get it for a lot of people to understand harvesting bears versus or killing versus not killing that whole, you can go into a whole, you know, hours of podcasting over that. Yeah. But it's an interesting film, Matt. You've done an awesome job with putting for it sure. together. And Thank I, you. I really enjoyed it, man. And I'm, I'm looking forward. What's about a couple of weeks before that one comes out? Yep. It's going to be cool. So we'll have Newfoundland this week and then the week after yep. that bear film will drop. Cool. I'm anxious to see how that one kind of performs. They're doing pretty good on YouTube and, They'll be hitting uh, again Amazon Prime. Yeah, they're having delays. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> they said. I guess it's because of the Corona, but yeah, yeah. And so it'll also be on Waypoint as well. Be coming mm-hmm. on Waypoint TV here before long. So super excited about all that coming out. Um, what are you gonna talk about, Cody? Well, you look tired over there. Man, I'm over here and the sun's drilling me in the back. We were supposed to be in the shade by the creek. <laughs> well, I think we were originally. I think it was a cloud shade. Though. Yeah, so now shades. it's like um, 
Come over here in the sun. I'm going me to. tired. I'm going to dip my head in this water in a few minutes because I'm hot. <laughs> I'm going to come up out of there like Brad Pitt. <laughs> Slow-mo Baywatch. <laughs> it's going to be like Baywatch when I come out of that creek. I don't think Bay, Brad Pitt's in Baywatch, is he? <laughs> no. I, was, I wasn't saying he was in Baywatch. <laughs> I was just saying uh, it's going to be like model-esque. Oh, gotcha. Is that even a word? Yeah, you're going to shake your head. Oh, I'm going to shake it. You want a 120? Yeah, Slow we'll do mow it. it. We'll do it. If we had us a red, we'd do it. I'm not taking my shirt Ways. off. Ways. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, I was, no, is, thank you is, for listening to Tour 12 Podcast. This is hilarious. So, <laughs> Peace out and God bless. You got a picture of what we're doing right now. If you're listening, you got to picture this. If you're a hunter, you can kind of relate, but probably not to this level because you probably hadn't podcasted out in the middle of a field by a creek like we're doing right now so we're sitting here and we we bought this ground we closed on it like january 1 of this year and so the people that leased this ground prior to us buying this land have had it for years like probably 40 50 years for cattle or whatever and so we're still in a little bit of that process of their cattle getting off our ground and they're supposed to have been off and they have been until the last two days cattle have been showing back up on our property because they ain't got all their fences up or whatever and it's not a big deal yet but we're getting ready to plant all of our food plots for the spring and it's fixing to be a big deal. We can't have cattle in here. And so prior to this recording, we were sitting here just thinking, because we had a horse go by, a bunch of dogs, our neighbor went by, <laughs> and they're really country folks. Like, like probably have never heard of the term podcast. <laughs> and so we were just sitting here. You got to picture this. Three dudes sitting by a creek. One guy with his pants pulled up to his knees. Because it's hot. <laughs> with And I got to be able to be shifty when the wasps come back. So I got to feel athletic. <laughs> But I just was thinking, if this guy walks back up here in a minute, and we're sitting here by this creek with these headsets, <laughs> and he's never even heard of a podcast. He's a cattle guy. No offense, B, if you're listening. But he's just an old farm boy. Super nice. But he's going to think we're weird. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. He's never going to let me lease the rest of his ground, which I'm hoping <laughs> to do later. Cause hey, he's what are think, they doing over there? I got a big bearded sucker and them boys. There's something strange about them boys. <laughs> they down there sitting by the creek, coming by young with some headsets and no guitars. <laughs> no, <laughs> no guitars. We'll tell him it's acapella. We can do acapella. Do you say it acapella or acapella? I do not say acapello. I say acapella. Like it's some people spelled. listening right now probably might not even know what that means. It means without music. There you go. Music. So singing, it's just your voices. Let's Matt, try. what do you say? No. Acapella. <laughs> no, that's not trying. Uh-uh. He tried to sneak that in. <laughs> He's like, Let's see if you take off. Just singing. suddenly, Matt, Matt be <laughs> acapella. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like oh acapella. I know you've always said that, and every time you say it, I laugh. Is it wrong? I think it, so. It's not spelled with it's an not. O. <laughs> Whoa. Well, how did I adopt that? Then? I don't know. Right. He called me one day. He's like, dude. <laughs> I'll never forget it. <laughs> I think it was uh, God's Gonna Cut You Down. Uh-huh. Uh, Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. Mm. So we got access to this new music library oh, for, yeah. for royalty mu- free music to use on uh, TV shows and or the given right uh, in particular. And he's like, dude. <laughs> you gotta go listen to this song over here on this platform. <laughs> I was like, "What are you talking about?" He's it's acapella. <laughs> I was like, "What is it?" <laughs> I liked it. Hey, I'm just. It was good, but it wasn't acapella. Matt, you got your uh, binos on you? They're in the truck right over there. You see something? I'm I'm wondering if that eagle's back over there. I was out here yesterday, and a bald eagle come in. I got a few photos of it. And I might, it just might be a stump way across the field, but it kind of looks like it's moving. Probably the stump I thought was a turkey all day. No, that was back up that uh, way. Yeah, but I thought I saw a touch of white across there. It could be that eagle. 
I can't tell. You I see, hope we see it. You see what I'm talking about? So yesterday, he I was on the tractor turning, turning dirt for food plots, and this eagle came in, and I later found out he was feeding on a dead armadillo. Armadillo. <laughs> armadillo or armadillo? <laughs> <laughs> oh, potato, potato. <laughs> Would armadillo be a little southern Yeah, that's slang? a southern. Um, so anyway, this eagle was, I kind of went over with my phone towards him and he flew up in a tree. And then I drove back across the field of my truck, which my camera was in, and got a few photos of it. So it was pretty cool. It, it was cool. Yeah. I've been told this area's got quite a few bald eagles just because of the landscape. There's a big big river it runs pretty close to us and then there's a lot of chicken chicken houses and farms around this area and so i guess they kind of kind of hang close kind of hang close so that tree you took the picture and looks like the perfect eagle tree it was obviously i mean it just looks like it (laughs) i mean there was an eagle in it he actually let me get of course i had my 200 millimeter lens so i didn't get as close as i wanted to but i probably got 30 to 40 yards from the tree before he flew off really yeah i was surprised i was waiting for him did you get him in the air Couple, I got a couple shots of him. Flying. They turn out good. Yeah, they're okay. Uh, if I'd have had a 400, it'd been better. Yeah. But I was waiting for you know they got a pretty uh, wide wingspan and some pretty long talons. Yeah. On. I was just waiting on him to drop on me. <laughs> I, but it'd I was been, but I was going down with a fight. With it it would have been cool if you could have seen him dropping in on that armadillo. Armadillo. (laughs) (laughs) Am I that slang all the time? I mean, I don't know. It's funny because you know I get maybe I get the opportunity, I guess, to do a lot of voiceover work, and so yeah, your voiceover, your voiceover is different than normal. It has to be though. Yeah, I have to intentionally not be so southern. Oh yeah, I'm not like I didn't tell y'all. I don't know if you saw it on the on one of the comments on the original on the hill behind the season film. Um, somebody finally posted and said, talking about B, they said, I could listen to you talk for days. About B? That's the first time in the history of the world I've ever heard that. <laughs> I bet that made B's day. I don't know if he even saw it. I got to remind him. Yeah, he, he? Would, he would be here with us today, but they're, him and his family are out of town. I got a text the other day about one of the films, and they were like, that Southern dude, I loved his voice. Really? So that's number two. So he's got two. Maybe he's coming around. Maybe he's going to start doing VOs. I will gladly turn it over to him. <laughs> I get so tired of doing that stuff. Somebody's got to do it, I guess. So let's talk a little bit about, you were talking about people coming on the property. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so you have other people around the property that have never had other hunters close to them. So they're kind of excited about you being here Yeah, and that to kind of help watch out. Yeah, that was, so when we were looking at property to buy, we've been looking for honestly a couple of years just to try to find the right piece so we weren't in a hurry i was getting a little anxious i guess to want you know i mean how long i don't want to be looking when i'm 70 still <laughs> and not even be able to enjoy it but part of the reason we selected this ground here is because um i know some of the surrounding landowners who are large land i say large landowners for arkansas they i'm 1500 acres which is pretty good chunks you go to texas that's pretty small you're not really got much land there unless you say 25,000 acres, yeah. it seems like. But at least here, um, there's some pretty big landowners around the area. Um, not a lot of hunting pressure. There's tons and tons of deer. Um, and so that was part of the reason we selected this piece. Um, my good buddy Doug that has property beside me, um, he's excited about us being here. He's on the same page with us when it comes to trying to manage deer and, and not shooting everything that walks up, you know, letting your young deer go. And so we're kind of on the same page. So he's excited about that. And he's also got so much land that it's hard for him to watch over everything he's got. And so that was another benefit he felt like. 
and it, and it was good for me because a lot of times when you're buying land if you've got a ton of small landowners all the way around you mm-hmm. it just it, not that it always does but it could lead potentially to problems yeah you got more people to deal with more trespassers um and so there's there's not a lot of that here and if i do have a trespasser as we did today which they weren't really they were trying to get their cattle back off so um it's it's a little bit of a process you know my my theory is not that it's right but i try to go into these type of situations and handle it the right way from the get-go and it's kind of challenging when you go up and, and you're trying to make friends with somebody and you look like I do. Because <laughs> they're like, who is this dude? <laughs> like, literally, that's what I feel like. Yeah. And so when I well, first... Well, maybe you should trim your beard When back. I first met Paul, who was here a while ago, we pulled up on the... Because they've leased this ground forever. And I got out of the truck and I shook his hand. And I said, how you doing, sir? I said, I'm not as bad as I look. <laughs> that was my introduction. <laughs> and so, uh, anyway, he's been super nice. We talk on the phone now and... And uh, just tried to make the best of the situation until yeah. they can get their fencing put up and hopefully keep the cows. You're always going to have cows get out every now and then. Sure. But right now, it's pretty much open open entry to the farm yeah. from their side. So we're hoping to get that um, taken care of before all this. this uh, it's, it's a beautiful place out here. I think it is, too. For sure. It's, it's going to be cool. We got we got um, some pretty, we probably got 35 or 40 acres worth of pasture land here that... Uh, we're going to do some different things with over the years. I'm not going to get to all of it this year. Uh, we're starting with, if I can, if I can talk myself into it, we're going to plant beans in this first section here, um, which should be incredible. I mean, there's not a lot of beans in this area. What what happened to um, corn? Weren't you going to plant corn for a little bit? We've talked about it. Um, the problem is, and I ran into a little bit with beans, is, is I'm not really set up to do it what I feel like is the right way with the, other than broadcasting it. You really need a drill to do it the right way and they're way more expensive than i'm gonna spend for my needs for a food plot mm-hmm. i mean the cheapest ones are five six grand and so for for me to use something once a year uh, you can probably find them and rent them sometimes but um i'm already set up to to till and broadcast and so i'm gonna get a culti a culti packer and just do it that way um i've i've haven't researched enough on broadcasting corn it'll probably work um but theoretically the right way to do it is to get a drill yeah. on the ground have rows that whole deal yeah and so i'm just not sure i want to buy it off i think corn's going to end up being more expensive than beans to plant oh really and so yeah so and obviously we work with whitetail institute we're going to be planting a lot of whitetail institute products out here power plant for spring plots and um, clover whitetail clover and that'll probably be the majority of what's in this metal field that we're looking at here. So it should be good, man. We, we're going to have, like Matt said earlier, we're going to have a buffet for them to choose from. Yeah. And uh, yeah. It, sh- it should be good. So let's talk about your strategy. You know, you just bought the property, and you've been told that there are parts of the property that that people have been caught uh, trespassing and poaching off of. Yeah. So have you developed a strategy to help manage that aspect of your farm? Yeah, I mean... Other than yes, one being purple paint and shooting shooting people. <laughs> no, so here's the strategy. We have one field on the back side of this property here. So there's 160 acres here that we're we're basically managing. On the back side of this, uh, where I showed you where we drove in, yeah, there's a wide open field that's up against the the main access road to, to this area, and so there's a dirt road there. And basically, what our strategy is is we're I actually turned all that dirt yesterday evening. We're getting ready to plant conceal all the way along that fence row so it'll grow up 10 12 foot tall uh to whitetail institute product and it'll grow up and block the view that's the only place that we know of people's been shooting stuff from yeah. roads, which is pretty common in arkansas people yeah. love shooting from roads yeah 
And so the first, you know, strategy is to block the view. Mm -hmm. Obviously, and we're going to tuck it back around where even around the edges you can't see in. I'll be doing the same thing here on this property. Um, we've got obviously our fruit trees and apple trees. We've got cherry trees, persimmon trees. And you can see when you look at this property, which we'll shoot some aerials of it maybe today, but we've got a strategy for that. Every, everywhere that is, is, is visible from the outside towards the road will be concealed somehow. So that, that's twofold, though. It's that's twofold, yeah. It's for, for the protection of, yeah. of trespassers, poachers, but it's also to make the deer feel comfortable. Oh, yeah, yeah. So when we, when we plant this whole section here, it'll be, I don't know, five to seven acres of beans right here. We don't want to plant less than five acres or they'll demolish them all too fast. But the idea is we want to we want to create bound or, you know, a border all the way around this plot so that when deer are coming in there, they feel 100% comfortable. Right. We can slip in and out as long as the wind's right without them ever knowing. We'll have we'll have basically concealed. It's going to be like a maze. This is about called, kind of like a redneck playground is the way I look <laughs> at it. <laughs> is we'll, we'll try some stuff this year, see how it works. We'll shoot pictures from the sky and, and see how it looks from up there. But at the end of the day, it's got to work down here. If it looks pretty and don't work, then it's irrelevant. But I think it's going to work good. Um, is is the idea is to have enough conceal around our plots that we can slip in and out without being detected by the deer as long as mm -hmm. the wind's right you always got to play that right when you're walking in and out but we want to be able to access different parts of our property without being seen right now in wide open field it's kind of tricky yeah you know you're gonna blow something out of there if you can't so, yeah no matter which way you come from yeah especially with food plots because they're going to be out there in the dark obviously before mm -hmm. you know before daylight after daylight whatever and so coming and going, you want to be concealed as much as you can and, and not be visible. And you can get away with a lot as long as they can't smell you. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the idea and the strategy behind it. It's going to be fun to see how it all kind of kind of comes up. Um, I, I'm, I'm stoked about it, man. It's, it's a pretty place for sure. It is. It's, it's interesting because it's one of the things that's blown me away about this property is we're literally in the middle of the mountains here. <clears throat> and so you automatically think everything's hard. And which there are spots here that's got a lot of rock. We got beautiful flowing creeks through this property, which you can kind of hear in the background. <clears throat> um, but when I got out here and started turning this dirt, we're kind of like almost in a little valley here between the, between the mountains, and the dirt's unbelievable. It looks good. Like I've out in that, you looking out there, at, yeah, you know, five seven acres, whatever that is, we've got turned out there. There's probably we've probably hit eight or ten small rocks. Is all we've hit. The rest huh. of it's just incredible soil. Um, I've got a spot up on the other side of the property that I dug a 12-foot hole. I was basically seeing just what I could do mm -hmm. with the, with the with the mini X just to see what I because I figured I'd get into all kinds of rock. Yeah, didn't get into any. In 12 feet, and, and we're in the middle of the mountains, mm. which is strange to me. I wonder why that is. It's interesting. I don't know. It, it's blown my mind, but it is great for what we're getting ready to do. Yeah, because it's given us kind of a, a which we saw a ton of deer when we came in today. They already feel comfortable in here, and so once we can if we've got the right soil and we'll, we'll do all our testing getting all our ph and all that stuff right but if we if we can make this what i what i'm kind of envisioning it to be i think it's going to be an incredible place for arkansas anyway yeah and there's some nice deer around here there's no doubt there's been some good deer killed around here uh we say good deer here we're talking 140s one you know some 150s on a great year um, not that you're going to kill that every year in arkansas you're just not yeah unless unless you've just got some kind of operation beyond what we got access to and some people do um but I don't, even at that i don't know of too many people killing mm -hmm. 150s every year in arkansas it's even hard to do that every year in kansas um unless you're marquette <laughs> <laughs> but but even his success goes back to you know managing that property in mm -hmm. kansas for 12 years yeah it's not like it happened overnight yeah. that's why he can do that now same in iowa minnesota is the same thing 
and so that's the goal here i, I know what we did on the on the sg43 which was in the, basically in the middle of town mm-hmm. and in in three or four years we started having some shooter bucks show up in the middle of town basically mm-hmm because of taking a little bit of time and food plots turned turn them turned it around for us everybody's yeah. feeding corn yeah you know when season comes around everybody's especially on the outskirts of town everybody's got a corn feeder right and so <clears> what <throat> what i feel like separated this on this on the sweet gum 43 as we call it it's just small 43 acres is we started putting in plots from white to institute in the spring and the fall mm-hmm. we, when i was growing up you know a lot of times we only did fall plots and so you got a wasp behind you um, now he's behind me. Um, what we did was, and I, I do feel like this has been a game changer for at least the amount of deer we're seeing. Maybe we're not killing a whole lot more, but at least what we're seeing on cameras, and we know they're starting to live at least in the area, is planting food plots in the spring, go all throughout summer, and then having fall plots that get us through the winter months too. You do you know? think that the mineral sites that you've been putting out have helped with that? that as well? Oh yeah, I definitely think some. But I, I'm just saying, I think because I've done all that for years. And, and I haven't owned enough property, honestly, to, to be a great, you know, tester of this. But I'm just going by what I've, I've experienced. And on a small 43 acres, it was like night and day in three years from what it was when we started. From just seeing basically spikes and a lot of does. You see those everywhere. So do you think those food plots, uh, I'm kind of ignorant to it. I wouldn't know the answer. Maybe you do because of your research on the food plots. Because I've I've never owned land that I could manage and build food plots. You know things right. like that. So I wouldn't know. But like you said, everybody on the outskirts of town and some people in town have corn feeders. Oh yeah. You know, and I I think obviously I don't think the corn has like regular the corn that you feed deer has the nutritional value. Oh no. So does does the food plot carry that value greater probably than the corn? I would say so. I mean, and again, that goes that would go back to just what are you planting? Yeah. You know? Well, I, I'm just thinking like like I'm a human. I I know the food that I like that makes me feel the best. You oh, know. Yeah. You know, and then the food that I eat that yeah. makes me feel full faster or yeah. You know, what I'm well, and I so I just wonder if there's here's the other the correlation. I think there is some, obviously, on the nutritional side of that. I'm by no means a doctor. We joke about B. B is actually very knowledgeable about that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. But um, the the thing is, is and especially in Arkansas, when you get around feeders or corn feeders, deer are on edge. Yeah. All the time, it's, especially the big ones. <laughs> oh, they they almost won't do it, hit it except at night. B's been fortunate, killed a couple uh, early season. Um, around over, over around big and jay or whatever but for the and they but they will not come to feeders big boys aren't coming to feeders in arkansas most the most places there's a few places that they may but our experience has been polar opposite of that you'll get a lot of small young bucks lots of does they don't care yeah but and that's the different that's what a food plot does for you is it's more natural to the yeah. deer especially when you got several acres of it yeah they're almost like a cattle they can come out there and graze they're still going to be popping up and I'll, looking looking and, but, yeah but when they're around bait sites um, and we're obviously we, we've used a lot of bait over the over the years and still do, um, but they're on edge when they come in there. Yeah, from and, the very beginning. And, and a lot of it, at least in Arkansas, because there's probably something fixing to be coming at them. Yeah, <laughs> like an arrow or a bullet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And so uh, I think that's a benefit of food plots. Is obviously the nutritional side. There's more of it, but it's it. They're a lot. They're a lot less on edge in a food plot than they are at a corn pile or, yeah. or a bait site or whatever. That's just been my experience. Um, and so I'm excited to see what happens out here. I really think it's going to be something pretty cool to see. Um, and we'll see what happens, you know. It may all flop and go south, but we're going to have fun trying anyway. So. Well, anytime you can just get outside and do something that oh, yeah. 
that has value, you know, like yeah. there's more value to this than just planting food plots. Oh you're, yeah. You're getting out here with your wife and your kids. Oh yeah. The girls were planting out here. stuff. Yeah. You the know, girls like, were planting berries the other day, blackberries and blueberries. And I'm having to work extra hard to fence everything off because the deer will demolish everything. <laughs> yeah. And they may, you know, but we'll see what happens. It's, uh, it's been fun so far. We're just getting started, but we'll see where it all ends. Y'all get to help, so if you got any ideas, you just throw them at me. <laughs> grab a, grab I, a shovel and a I think it's tractor fun. key. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funny. We're all sitting here doing this podcast, and every one of us are looking around. Oh, like, oh yeah, the entire waiting, time. <laughs> we're looking for a turkey yeah, or I'm a deer for or to come out. an or, eagle. Or, or a horse and a dog. <laughs> yeah, or a bunch four of dogs. <laughs> <laughs> that was the funniest thing, man. That horse come, come, come across that field. Dog, dog. Ten minutes later, little bitty dog. <laughs> Ten minutes later, really big fat dog. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, we joke about it because we, they weren't really trespassing. They were over here trying to get their cattle back. Right. But trespassing is definitely a frustrating uh, problem when you're a hunter. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and game camps are a blessing and a curse when it comes to that. Um, I, I remember last year on, on the 43, we had somebody, because we got cell cams, I had I had a trespasser pop up at our pond fishing. <laughs> and I had, it was funny because we had the tops off on the Jeep that day. And I mean, I, I jumped, I like ran out of the house and Christy's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm headed to the 43, we got a trespasser. <laughs> and I jumped in while I'm pulling out of the garage. Uh, Riley and Christy came out. And they piled in the Jeep, and we took off. And, of course, I had my pistol on me and all that. And uh, we're flying. And we hit the road that turns into the property there on the 43, and I'm hauling butt back to the pond. And my da- my daughter, Riley's like, Dad, you're serious, aren't you? I was like, well, I'm trying to catch him before he gets gone. And we we whipped up in there, man. He was already gone. And he probably heard me coming because I was, I was coming. He sent me that picture, and I showed it to Jaden, and he screenshot it. He, every once in a while, he'll pick up his phone and said, Dad. Don't let don't let Heath forget. <laughs> he's a he's a hoot man. My oh, son's yeah. funny. Well, and it's it's you know I'm everybody probably handles that different. I'm obviously fairly nice. Mm-hmm. If I meet somebody the first time they're trespassing, uh, explain to them it's private property. I don't know how y'all deal with it, or you would deal with it, or how people have dealt with y'all when you're trespassing. <laughs> <laughs> I was kidding, but I try, I try to, not to do you know, that. The first time I try to, I try to, and I think it's even harder to trespass once you have had, even if you've leased your own ground or you've had your own property, because you want to treat treat it like it's yours, and you want mm-hmm. people to respect it like you want to respect other people's property, yeah. like you so want the, them to respect yeah. yours, you know. And so I think it's easier to not do that when you have your own place, um, just because you do have a different level of respect for it, probably, whether you're leasing ground or you're owning or whatever, but. I do. I've heard of some pretty sticky situations with people. Yeah, some people that, are. Oh yeah. They don't. I mean. Yeah. There's no mercy. Especially know? out here where we're at. <laughs> we're back here in the hills. Yeah. Boy, and uh, it's it is a different. Some people have a different lifestyle back here. You know? Yeah. And I actually like it. I'm not necessarily how people handle everything, but um, I'm hoping we don't have to deal with that too much here. Yeah. We haven't. Knock on wood. We haven't had anything missing or anything like that yet. We had quite a few things get stolen in town, though, from cameras, lock-on stands. Had a couple of lone wolves stole. That was pretty frustrating. Um, but that's part of doing what we do, too. You know? Yeah. You try to take care of stuff the best you can, lock it down, and maybe that's some tips. <laughs> try to try to keep your stuff yeah. as protected as possible. Uh, keep your game cams in places they are not just straight-up obvious. Yeah. Um, 
lock your stands when you can. At least make it more difficult for somebody to take your stuff. But I'm hoping we don't run into any of that out here. We may some. I'm not saying we won't, but hopefully we won't. Right. We're going to deal with it if we do, though. Well, I'm sure we'll... <laughs> say when. In yeah, say just when. say when. Say, I'm your Huckleberry. <laughs> that was a great movie, wasn't it? <laughs> so It's definitely a beautiful place, and I'm sure we'll be out here. Oh, yeah, we're going to be out here all the time, at least working, shooting content, hunting, mm-hmm. filming. And we're hoping... When's turkey season? We've got a... April not, 13th. Not no, 13th. 13th? couple weeks we had some birds here a few weeks ago so we'll see if they're still hanging around i might be the trespasser you're talking I about in a couple weeks <laughs> well just careful where you post that image <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> well man we need to probably get back after it we didn't have a whole lot of in-depth conversation today as no. far as something practical to take away but no. we did want to kind of mix this in today since we were out here working something different than just being in the studio or the office and uh this probably won't be our last. I'm fixing to go dip my head in that water. All right, I'm going to get a camera before you do. Are you? Yeah, be sure to get your straw. Oh, I'll get that, too. I'm fixing to try some Arkansas Ozark Mountain water. <laughs> what is it? The Very Ozarks good. are coming around, man. They're getting a little bit of notoriety lately. More and more, I mean. Yeah. So they're just, I've been, you're going to be find this interesting, some things I've been researching and reading. Ugh. A lot of historical stuff about even how Arkansas has gotten kind of the perception we've gotten over the years. I'm not saying I disagree with why we have it. <laughs> but the Ozarks are getting on the, the new show on Netflix, Ozarks. Yeah. Season, well, next season. It's pretty strange. I'm about halfway not, through I'm season not two. Seen, I've What's watched today, two tomorrow. Episodes. It's all about money laundering and it's yeah. pretty interesting stuff. It's a little bit raunchy at times, but um, just throwing that out there in case you guys. Speaking kids. of Netflix, have y'all seen Tiger King? Yes, no, I started. Oh, don't my, tell me. I'm not going to spoil anything, but my, it's the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. I started before. watching it last night. Some my, of it's hard to watch, but you can't stop. You can't. My wife said, she said, "Hey, since uh, Planet Fitness is closed, <laughs> can we get rid of our membership and, and use it on Netflix?" <laughs> sure. That's hilarious. She said, "Okay, good. I want to watch. Was it called Tiger King? Yeah. I, I want to watch Tiger King." It I is said, Okay. Yeah, it's interesting. Man. So, that's all you can say. Talk about perception. Yeah, that's all you can say. Look at that bee right there. Do you want to give us, you want to take us out talking about your bee story that you already told us when you saw it? because I think they're just out because it's summer. (laughs) Okay. Not because (laughs) He he got off the worry thought earlier. (laughs) He's like, Well, you got to have pollinators with your apple trees. See that bee? (laughs) (laughs) See that? That's the first bee I've seen in six months. Yeah, it's been winter for six months. (laughs) (laughs) It's finally warm outside. So the joke was, just so you know. If you listen real close, he's singing acapella. (laughs) (laughs) The joke was, I've planted apple trees. You don't need to just plant one apple tree. You got to have multiple species for pollination yep and look at him look at him right there yeah yeah and so the, the uh, that is a i was joking no was you're it, it's true but it is true the truth was today was the first day i've seen one of these big bees <laughs> and they're pollinating because i got the right <laughs> the first, of trees. It, it was funny though <laughs> you gotta admit it was funny the first day it's been above freezing for six months <laughs> yeah it's 85 that might have something to do with it i like it oh lord all right we need to get back to work we got a lot of yeah, photography let's to do, do it so we're gonna roll out y'all got anything else that's it man all right man hope you guys have enjoyed this little edition of the tour 12 podcast right here from beside the creek till next time peace out and god bless
We really appreciate you taking the time to listen to the Tour 12 podcast each and every week. As you know, it's our goal to create content that helps you get from where you are to where you want to be in your business, leadership, and in your life. And we try to have a lot of fun doing it. If you could do us a huge favor, we'd love for you to head over to iTunes to rate and leave a review of the podcast. And if you haven't already, please subscribe and help us build the tribe by sharing the Tour 12 podcast with one of your friends. From all of us at Tour 12, Thank you so much for being a part of the Tour 12 podcast.